What's up, everyone? Welcome to the QBIQ Podcast. Thank you to all those football coaches, parents, players, and fans that listen to us and support us here at the QBIQ Podcast. We really appreciate it. Again, this is Chet Walters here today with a great episode and a special QB Dad series with the father of Evan Conley. Now, Evan Conley is Louisville's freshman phenom quarterback and a longtime QBIQ guy. Now, Evan had a killer and very busy week seven in college football. First and foremost, let's list out some of the things that he did. Across all of college football, he was second in total QBR at 99.2, and that was just behind Malcolm Perry of Navy, who was 99.4. Evan was also ACC quarterback of the week, also ACC freshman of the week, and he made the top eight on the Davy O'Brien award list for week seven. Evan had a busy, busy week, so really excited that we got the chance to sit down with Ron Conley, his dad, for a few minutes and chat about their journey from Kell High School in Marietta, Georgia, to committing to Appalachian State and the staff moving to Louisville and that whole transition and process and QBIQ and, and of course, the amazing week that Evan and Louisville just had, beating top 20 Wake Forest 62-59. to Big game coming up for them this weekend versus Clemson. Really excited to bring you this episode with Ron. Great perspective as a dad um, that has invested everything into his son. And, and really cool to hear him as a fan now as well, watching Evan play. So without further doubt, here we go with uh, this special episode of the QB Dad series. But again, always remember, follow us on all of our social channels, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and go to QBIQsystem.com for the full system and all the other products that we have available. Really, really cool stuff. It's going to benefit you a lot. A lot of the guys right now in season are doing game grades, and it is awesome to see the improvement. So appreciate you guys. Thank you for the support. Check out this episode with Ron Conley. Ron, how you doing? I'm doing good, Chad. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Thanks for jumping on the QBIQ podcast with us today. And very appropriately to have you on this week, because if you watch college football, Evan Conley is probably a household name now on ESPN. He just had a killer week, didn't he? Yes, he did. He had a good week. Yeah, he had a good week for sure. I mean, we covered it in the intro. I mean, ACC quarterback of the week, uh, ACC freshman of the week, Davey O'Brien Award, great eight list, second in total QBR for week seven. He was busy. He was a busy guy this Saturday, wasn't he? Yes, he was. And he, he uh, put all everything he's ever learned uh, into effect on those 62 points that had to be scored to beat Wake Forest. Right. Right. They, there was not a shortage of points that night for sure. So, I mean, you kind of jumped right into it. All the things that he's learned throughout this whole journey, all the hard work that he's put in, you know, he's had to use it all, you say. 
what what's that been like for you as a dad to see him work through the whole process from young to middle school to high school to to now at Louisville? Well, the one thing that kind of stands out is that he's always uh, wanted to excel at, at sports and then especially football. Uh, he was also he was a lacrosse player too, and he could have done a lot with lacrosse, but he loves football. And he just uh, became uh, a guy that loved training and started training and uh, just needed more and uh, that I could ever bring to him or even the coaches that were around him could bring to him. And he would. Uh, and that's why we started with Chris. And uh, it was just a, a great, a great fit for him because Evan, you know, he's a, he wants to work hard. He wants to know exactly why things are happening on the field and wants to understand it so he knows how to improve and that was what Chris offered and definitely was a great uh find for us to get with Chris yeah and that was you guys have been training with Chris for quite a few years right uh yeah it's Evan was in sixth grade uh just ending Correct. sixth grade when he started him yes awesome and, uh, so it's definitely been a while you guys have shared uh quite a few quite a few training sessions but a lot of time together what was from sixth grade to now what's what exactly like did you like most about the training and the qbiq process for evan well i think uh the one thing that stands out most of all is that uh chris as a as a coach in that whole system um i think at that time, you know, Chris was uh, the main the mainstay of that, and it was a, a great opportunity for Evan to get trained by someone who really knew what they were doing and understand it. And I remember we were at a a small little training uh, session there, and uh, Evan was there with a few other guys, and I think those guys had to go home, and then Evan was staying there working, and Chris and Evan were working on uh, trying to accomplish this one goal, and this was very early on. And they tried and tried, and Evan was not getting it. It wasn't making it happen. It wasn't making it happen. And then finally, uh, they were getting ready to move on, and Chris just stopped and says, no, we're going to have an exorcism. This will get fixed. And he fixed it, and uh, it was two hours later, you know, that when it, when it actually happened. So we were there quite late that night, but it was uh, just the dedication I could see in Chris and what he what he did for the program. And then uh, then you start topping off on not just the uh, physical aspects, but the mental aspects of understanding uh, what you're seeing there in the game. And that's what I think, uh, you know, really where Evan started to take off, uh, not only athletically, but uh, being mental, especially even now, as I see in college. Uh, the thing is, uh, it's it's a it's a mental game now. You got to. You gotta. They're all. Everyone's working hard. Everyone's putting in the time physically. But you're gonna have to be smarter than the uh, guys across the line of scrimmage from you and understand what they're doing so you can accomplish your goals on offense. And that's what I think Chris really instilled in Evan as a player and uh, just you know having Evan to compete at that right. level. Well, and and you say that that one individual training session that you mentioned, the fact that it was two hours later to really fix a certain thing, that kind of describes Evan perfectly, right? I mean, the fact that 
you go through a training session and then you spend another two hours, whether he necessarily deep down really wanted to do that or not. But that kind of describes him perfectly that he'll do the extra, the, the extra work. He'll spend the extra two hours to make sure something gets done. Yeah, that's for sure. I mean, he's a hard worker. What I didn't know, and if, um, you know, we uh, changed high schools, we moved and went to a different high school. And uh, when he finished out his junior and senior in high school, and there I ran into one of the um, uh, players' dads, and his, his, his son was a very good player there at Kell High School. And he told me, he goes, I'll tell you one thing I'll, I'll never forget about Evan. And he said that I had to drag, I was dragging my son and a couple other players over to the high school where we were going at when Evan, when Evan was young, uh, you know, may have only been, uh, you know, seventh or eighth grade then. And he said, Dave could barely get him there. He wanted to train. He said, Evan, he said, and Evan just come flying up on his bicycle. He wasn't able to drive, flies up, goes on to drives right up to the field throws his bicycle down and jumps off and runs a 400 yard uh, dash as hard as he could. And <laughs> he said, that's what we got to do boys. If we're going to make that happen. Luckily, Evan ended up playing with those same guys later on. They're great football players, but that's, that's just, I mean, I never knew anything about it. I knew he went and worked out. He said, I watched him run and work out. He did it all by himself. There was no one there. And that that's just it doesn't matter to him if you're there or not, because I think the competition is with himself, not yeah. with anybody else. Right. And that's that's the best competition to have. And when you're aware of that and you can recognize that and once you start to defeat defeat any, you know, any naysaying that goes on within, it it doesn't matter really what happens elsewhere. So that's that's awesome that it started at, at such a young age for him. And. That's great that you brought up Kell High School, right? Marietta, Georgia, had a great experience there. Talk a little bit about Coach Brett Sloan and Kell High School and, and what that experience was like for you guys as a family there. Well, one thing is that we were we actually played our youth in the Kell, youth football in the Kell uh, operation there. So we knew people there. So when we ended up going back there, uh, it was uh, something that we already knew people there. And Brett Sloan was just coming on as a coach. And Evan and Brett got together and they met and went over a couple things and talked. And Evan says, oh, this guy's the perfect coach for me because he, he understands football. And that's because Evan had been, you know, dealing with Chris Hickson for so long that, you know, if you didn't understand what was happening in in the secondary, if you didn't know what kind of, if they got this kind of coverage, and if you don't know what kind of pass patterns you're supposed to be running, Evan wasn't going to want to deal with you, I think. I mean, I mean, he would because he's a, a obedient player, right? But he's he, he wants more. He, he wants that guy that's going to challenge him mentally, you know, and, and physically. And Brett Sloan did that for him and was able to, you know, coach him and move him uh, on to a, a higher level. And Brett Sloan is a, you know, really good guy. And the people there at Kell welcomed us. And it was like we had never even left that area. So nice and uh, just uh, encouraging. And everyone, you know, was very uh, happy that we were there. I mean, I know we even, you know, he took the job from one of the kids, uh, you know, that was there. 
that was going to be the next quarterback. But then uh, that's just um, and even their parents, you know, ended up being a, a great relationship with that because sometimes it's, you know, it's a tough situation for that. Sure. that. And but that kid was a great kid and a great player and he contributed somewhere else on the team. And it was uh, really a great experience for Evan. That's great. So at Kell and you have the whole recruiting process and, and, and Evan was obviously received a ton of different offers from countless number of schools. And he kind of landed on app state and app state came up because coach Satterfield was there and his staff was there and it felt good and it felt right. And then something happened and his staff moved over to Louisville. What was that like as a parent in that situation of really trying to not control your son's decision, but trying to be there and give support when there's a couple major options there. And then when that curveball comes in, when the staff moves to Louisville, what was, what was the, the mindset and the daily, you know, kind of the daily attitude for you throughout all that? Well, it was kind of uh, really interesting. Uh, I mean, App State, of all the colleges that uh, showed an interest in Evan, he really wanted to go play at Appalachian State. He really wanted to play there. And as you go around and you see all these different uh, coaches, uh, you know, you find out that it's quite an interesting concept, this recruiting, you know. Um, and if you bought a used car, you might have experienced some of that same type of, <laughs> of, 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 of effort. And it's, it's very interesting. And, you know, this is my first son going through this. And then that's, that's for me, understanding it a little better. Now, hindsight-wise, the one thing that stuck out for Appalachian State was the coaching staff. When they introduced themselves, of course, Satterfield, he had played there. Then he was there and, you know, been there eight years. Then the other coaches stood up. Oh, I've been here 20 years. This coach had been here uh, long years. As they introduced other staffs at other colleges, you know, this guy's been here one year, that guy two years. They they hadn't been together a long time. These guys have been together for a long time and hung out together. Their whole process, it was quite interesting. And I said, wow. So then we got up there and uh, our official visit, we are watching the Sunbelt uh, championship game that was at Appalachian State, and they win it. We go out to dinner with the recruiting, his recruiting coach, which is the defensive coordinator, Brian Brown, and the offensive coordinator, Frank Ponce. And we go out to dinner with these guys and have a nice dinner. We talk, everything's lovely. And then, you know, we leave. And then the next day, we hear that Satterfield is going to Louisville. And we hear nothing at all from from anyone at App State. It's just like that was the last supper event. You know, all of a sudden everybody's oh, scattered. It's quiet, quiet. And we're like, wow, what are we going to do now? And then, you know, who's who's going to be the coach at App State? What what will all happen there? And it was quite um, – I was concerned. I think Evan was, you know, rightly so concerned about what was going to happen next and where would you end up and then – uh, believe it or not, you know, other coaches were calling right away, right? Because they, uh, some of the ones that that he had, had offers from, called him up, 
you know, and, and was saying, hey, look, if you can, you don't have to go to App State now, you can come here. And so sure, that at, that, was, at that point, it becomes the Wild West almost. Yeah. And then uh, all of a sudden, then we got a call that, hey, come to Louisville. But at, and then uh, that was at, at just the same time that App State had settled on their head coach. So they had, uh, he had, he had actually called us right before our trip to Louisville. And we were, um, we discussed things and he, you know, we said, Hey, we're going to go up there and see. And, you know, he didn't really know Evan very well, right. He didn't pick Evan. He didn't know Evan. And, sure. and then we got up to, got up to Louisville and it's a great facility. It's a great, uh, place, uh, the city, uh, don't really didn't know much about the you know the school at all. Uh, we're going on an official visit with a few other guys, and the coaches get on the bus and they say we're going to go with you too because we haven't seen it either. So they're riding a tour with us because they <laughs> haven't seen the school either. And it was it it was it was that kind of event, right? And then we go to dinner. Uh, and they bring a couple of the other players in and then Evan goes and hangs out with a couple of the players and they're going, Hey, tell us about this coach. We don't know anything. Evan knows more about coach Satterfield than any oh, other wow. player yeah, there sure at that time. Right. So they're all trying to get information from him at that time. Well, well, it turns out, you know, Satterfield, when we talk to him, he ends up bringing that whole Appalachian state uh, coaching staff all the way to Louisville and then there, so all these guys that have had time to be together and that, you know, they know each other, they've coached with each other. The only uh, guy that was, you know, of a, of a major importance was Ledford, who was the OC now. He was the NC State's line coach. He came, but he had worked at Appalachian State for many years before, just the two years he had gone to NC State. So they all knew each other and hung out together. So yeah. Uh, the, the one thing was, is that, Hey, what one opportunity to compete? Can we compete? Will that be, will, will we have, you know, will we have an opportunity or Evan have an opportunity to compete for, for, uh, playing time here and, um, you know, just understanding what that staff is. And they said, yeah, we're going to compete. And I just told Evan, I said, it's your decision, you know, but even if you don't play it down, these would be great men to be around great yeah. men to be around for four years. Right. So, right. Uh, um, because well, that's, you, you that's don't, huge. That's and, huge. And just that so they you, stuck with him and that he stuck with them. That says a lot. And just so you know, uh, Chris Hickson's phone was blowing up during that time when we were in Louisville, as we're talking to him, trying to understand what's going on too. Oh, so, I'm sure. I mean, Chris and vice versa. I'm so, sure he was blowing you guys up too. Yeah, it was good. That's, it was good. It was good. Good to have him as a resource. Believe me. Good. Good. Well, that was awesome. That's uh, you hear all these all the stories of the recruiting process. You guys obviously had an interesting one, and so far it seems like it's been very beneficial. Um, were you, Ron? Were you at the game? Were you at the Wake Forest game? Oh yes. So what yes. was uh, what was that like for you, sitting up in the stands and watching Evan go 12 for 18, 196 yards, two touchdowns, 79 rushing yards, and, and the game-sealing rushing touchdown? 
Well, it was uh, it was exciting. You know, when you go to the opponent's stadium, uh, you know, as parents, you know, the, you, you, you do get some tickets to go, but you don't always get the best seats, right? So you're kind of where stuffed I was like in the very seat at the far edge with a big wall right beside me. And the, and the best thing it was, you know, as you sit there for years and years, I've seen him play, but you do get excited as a parent and, and you get uh, fired up. We're, we're sitting with other players, parents, and uh, it's a great environment to be in. And you just, uh, and everybody's getting to be friends and know each other. And of course, cheer for the team and each other's uh, kids. So that makes it nice. And it was a, uh, uh, as I was watching him play, I I almost, you know, I hate to say it, I was flashing back to a little bit of, of, of Kell High School, right? So I felt back, I said, my goodness, he's really getting comfortable here. Because, right. you know, it was starting to, it was starting to feel like, oh, you know, now, Everything happens like, you know, 10 times as fast, you know, as right. high school does. But, but it was, oh, and, it was and especially there. when you're playing a top 20 team in the country. Right, right. And uh, I was, uh, in, you know, I know, I know he can sling it. I know he can throw it. I know he can. It's just, can he read? Can he understand uh, the quickness of this game? And uh, I, I knew he could run. I, you know, I've seen him run. I knew he was fast. And they kept calling him the pro-style quarterback, and I don't know why, because uh, he likes to throw it first before running. And and but he can run. I, I always yeah. mean, I mean, he rushed he rushed for over 900 yards as a sophomore in high school, you right. know, as a quarterback. So so and, it was. It was, it was so I don't know if you saw it, Ron. There's he had a post-game interview with somebody. I I came across it on YouTube, but somebody asked him about that run, that touchdown run against Wake, and. Somebody said, well, how did you feel? Did you feel fast? And Evan made sure to tell that reporter that he runs a 4.640 and that he felt plenty fast on that last run. He had to make sure that that reporter knew it. So we everybody knows now that he can run. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, he. Uh, I guess uh, one of the other coaches, the, well, one of the coaches there, the quarterback coach was, dogging him out because he was calling the 5-0 kid right the 5-0 mm-hmm. kid the 5-0 kid so um and um i i think that's you know that's not going to sit well with him i believe me i i know he's going to prove you wrong right I mean, he's just competitor he's a competitor he's gosh you walk towards the door with him he's going to beat you through it so um uh yeah and i was sitting i tell you the greatest thing is i was sitting in the end zone when he threw that that nice uh, slant and go to uh, Des Fitzpatrick. That thing that landed in there. That fifty-yard touchdown pass. I w- we were right there. That was the best thing I could see. That and that when he took off running, I was like, "Oh boy, that's this is good," because he wasn't going to get caught. So yeah, it was that's it awesome. Was, it was. Well, yeah, I mean, such a big week for him personally, but a, a huge week for Louisville as, as a team and program and. It just looks and, and and sounds and feels like they're doing some some great things there. Uh, big test this coming weekend against Clemson. I'm sure you guys will be there. Um, best of luck. Give Evan the best of luck from the guys at QBIQ and Chris and me. And and um, can't wait to watch what what happens this weekend. 
And uh, Ron, really appreciate you jumping on a, for a few minutes on the QBIQ podcast with us and talking about your son and his journey and all the cool things that are happening in his life right now. No problem, Chet. Appreciate it. Appreciate you guys and uh, all you guys do. And for any any quarterbacks that are coming through, I would definitely go see uh, the QBIQ system there. Awesome. Thanks, Ron. Take care. All right. See you.